This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Beck UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Folks, BetQL Network Football Sundays are back. We're blessing you with 14 hours of live NFL coverage presented by BetMGM. Every Sunday starting at 8 o'clock Eastern time throughout the season, get pregame analysis on BetMGM game day and You Better You Bet countdown to kickoff, in-game betting opportunities, post-game breakdowns on inside the betting lines. Listen wherever you go with the Odyssey app and interact with our hosts anytime on twitch.tv at BetQL. Do not lose out. I was DJ Reed talking about the opportunities that the Jets defense may very well have to be historic, maybe the best defense that we've seen in quite some time. And Aaron, even though I certainly like a lot of the players for the Jets defense, the problem is all those great things that they did a season ago are not sticky, like their ability to, to, to cover and pass rush, all that good stuff. Like certainly the ceiling is high for them, but is it going to be historic? Yeah, you can file this under what else is he supposed to say, but I might pump the brakes there. Yeah, as Kenny Ducey would say, walk it back. My first reaction was bulletin board material. I bet he wished Mm -hmm. he could take that back. It's headlines everywhere. The 85 Bears, Joe knows better than anyone, Best defense of all time. This guy wasn't even alive. He doesn't even really realize what he's talking about here. I think it's absolutely ridiculous and a bit embarrassing. Even if you believe your defense is going to be that good, you do not say it publicly. Yeah, especially in this era. Like, even if you are the best now to compare yourself all time, even to the Ravens, the 2000 Ravens. I mean, I think you can have the ba- that debate, 85 Bears and, and 2000 Ravens, and it, it would be fair to come out on either side of it. But just to put a defense nowadays in there, like, get out of here. It just, it's just not happening, not with the elite quarterback play that we have. Yeah, exactly. And I get there there are error adjustments that we can make in terms of if this defense really is that good, but we're not going to know that till the end of the year. And I have my doubts anyway. And in fact, I do have plays on the Jets that I will share later in the show. But in the meantime, let's talk about big picture stuff because all three of us have uh, some rather thorough futures portfolios. And let's start with the biggest one. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Now, if you look at what the public is doing per BetMGM, if you look at some key line movements, uh, some folks are really starting to back the Eagles here. They opened at 9-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Now they're 8-1. to The Jets, 25-1 to down to 18-1. to The Lions, we've talked about how much the public loves them because of the whole Michigan thing and how loyal Lions fans are, even with the pocketbook. 25 to 1 down to 22 to 1. Now, it is important to note that when it comes to highest ticket percentage, it's the Bengals leading the way, but just at 9.4%, followed by the Eagles and Chiefs. Then for highest handle, Bills lead the way at close to 12%, followed by the Chiefs and the Eagles. So, Aaron, with these key insights, 
What do you think the public may be doing right? And where do you think they might be falling short in terms of process? I am on the Eagles again. I haven't bet them to win the Super Bowl, but I do think I may be in disagreement with you guys in terms of you, you might be higher on the Cowboys and think they are going to win the division, and I think the Eagles will win the division again. So that is one that I'm on that the public is on. Yay, me and the public. Public's wrong on the Jets. <laughs> that, that's one I don't like at all. Going down twenty-five to one, down to eighteen to one for the Super Bowl. Like that—that's how I landed on my AFC East division play because I've—it took a little while, but I've just decided to eliminate the Jets, and a lot of that is based on the offensive line. Like, yeah, yeah, they have great young players, and you get the Rookie of the Year winners on both offensive and defense uh, last year. But just in that division. All, all these new players and, and uh, Rogers buddies he brought in, like, are they actually going to get meaningful playing time? I'm not even sure that they will and how much they're going to be able to contribute. I'm not buying into the jets at all. So I, I, I don't understand that move. I guess it's a Rogers move. It's a Rogers play, but uh, as we mentioned, have fun. Why, why would you bet the jets now, especially when you start week one going up against the <laughs> Buffalo bills? Yeah. That's a good point. I don't understand like, that. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. The, the Steelers also stood out to me. We saw how good they were in preseason, and, and, and I assume the public is looking at the value you could get. But even in that division alone, it is so tough. I love the Steelers, but whew, that is. I know. Gosh. They would have to take a big jump forward. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm with you there. Like Steelers are the biggest liability, you know, one of the larger fan bases in the NFL. So factor that in. And I have reasons to be bullish about the Steelers. There are a lot of things about them I really, really like. But again, mm -hmm. there is that next step that is sort of required or anticipated. I don't see it. And maybe this goes back to our conversation from our last segment pertaining to the Chiefs, that they are in a tier unto themselves. And not to say that someone can't join them. In fact, the team that I have winning the Super Bowl could very well join them uh, in that elite tier. But there have to be signs and arrows pointing in the right direction, you know, steeply, I guess, for Pittsburgh. And I just don't see it. You know, I, I think they can make the playoffs and there are a lot of things about them I like. But other than that, uh, definitely, I don't think they are going to be dethroning anybody. So, uh, Aaron, how about we start with you as far as uh, who you think uh, is winning the Super Bowl in terms of bets you've made or, or anything of the sort? So, the Jaguars, 30 to 1. Uh, I'm really high on the Jags this season. I, going back to our conversation, it's like, oh, if it's not going to be the Chiefs, who will it be? So I found myself landing on the Jags. Trevor Lawrence improved in his second year. They've got Travis Etienne. Big issue, uh, their offensive line. However, we have seen teams, even like the Bengals and Joe Burrow, who has had a very bad offensive line, make it very far even to the Super Bowl. So, there is room for improvement with the offensive line and the defensive line, but I do think if you're looking for value at 30 to 1, the Jacksonville Jaguars are my bet for the Super Bowl. Mm. Okay. Uh, so the way I looked at it, it and it's just how it with baseball, the same with pennant and World Series or with football, Super Bowl and conference. If I'm betting one, I'm probably gonna bet both. 
I, I usually not say, okay, I'm going to stop at the conference or I'm going to bet the Super Bowl, but not bet the conference. I, if you really have that much, you, you believe in it that much, you've got to do that. So, you know, I did write Jacksonville down. I did. Uh, the path is there. I would not bet it for the division because of the price that we're getting. But mm-hmm. um, I, I did write Jacksonville down. You know, they could have a path. I, something we talked a lot about is the team with this current playoff format, can they get the one in their conference? Jacksonville, there's a path. They can get the one seed. Even though things certainly fall their way, the roster overall is better. Trevor Lawrence took strides. He was a different quarterback in the second half compared to the first half, and they've added to that offense. So it's 30 to 1 for the Super Bowl. I do find some value. Um, the other ones I was looking at for Super Bowl and conference, I also like them for the division. And staying in the AFC side, I'm going to go Miami Dolphins. And obviously, this is a bet on Tua staying healthy. I think they have the best mm-hmm. one two wide receiver combo in the game. I'm banking on the league not completely figuring out Mike McDaniel in the offseason. The Ramsey injury is big, but let's not forget a year ago, people were questioning whether or not he was done. Like, how much does he have left in the tank? And he goes to Miami, oh, what a great signing. Well, I have so much faith in Vic Fangio. Wherever he walks in, it just automatically becomes a top half of the league defense. And they're going to improve as the season goes along. And I was looking at the last, like, 10 games. They're a dog one time for them to be three to one for the division 25 to one for the Super Bowl. When I mentioned uh, if I'm going against the jets, I'm going to X them out and the Patriots like the dolphins are sitting there and I'm not going to lay a price with the bills. So I think the dolphins are pretty interesting. Um, we talked a lot about the Cowboys and our love there, at least me and Ed it's, it's interesting. The gap between conference and Super Bowl. Like that's what the market is telling you about how strong the AFC is. It goes from six to one for the conference all the way up to fifteen to one for the for the Super Bowl. Mm. I still think there's value there. And if we're gonna pick Seattle to win the West, to be better than San Francisco, don't you have to like them overall in the futures market playing in what we expect to be a weaker conference? Um surprised to still see the Seahawks, who the market is hot on to be 35 to one for the Super Bowl. Better number than the Jaguars in the softer conference. I wonder if some people are expecting some regression from Geno Smith. Like maybe he can't do it two years in a row and perhaps that's why you're getting a better number. Like people might need to see it to believe it. Yes, that's part of it. But I'd say I trust Pete Carroll almost as much as any coach. I trust the front Mm -hmm. office. Uh, their OC Waldron, they were able to keep him. He showed what he could do last year, and they had a terrific draft, thanks in part to the uh, Russell Wilson trade. You had Witherspoon, could be the best corner in the draft. You had the yeah. Smith and Jigba, could be the best receiver in the draft. Charbonnet is going to be involved in the offense. So I think they combated that by just adding to this roster. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when it comes to uh, my Super Bowl picks, uh, I'm starting with the Bengals here at 11 to 1. I think part of it is, I think one of the reasons why you may be getting a little bit of value here is Joe Burrow's health concerns. Uh, you know, how 100% is he right now? But, you know, over the course of the season, it may be something where he gets a little bit healthier, preserves his body a little bit more. And it's, and it's something, too, where even if, 
you believe that Burrow's not going to be very mobile. He's going to take a lot of sacks, and he's going to have to stay in the pocket a little bit more. The beauty of this Bengals offense is just how flexible it is. One of the things that I think uh, can be good process when it comes to Super Bowl, NFC, AFC, just look at the receivers. And don't look at the top receiver, but look at the depth. Because chances are you go up against a great defense, they're going to take away at least one thing you want to do or two things you want to do really, really well, especially when it comes to the playoffs. In the regular season, yeah, that one thing you can do perfectly, you may continue to be able to do it. But once you get to the playoffs, the defenses are good at better, coverage is sound. Sometimes you have to go to plan B, plan C, plan D. The Bengals, they have a lot of those. I mean, again, the receiving depth that the Bengals have, you know, beyond just Jamar Chase, I think that matters a great deal here. You know, you're going to Tyler Boyd, you're going to T. Higgins. Even someone like Irv Smith, the tight end, uh, could be a more impactful player uh, as a receiver. So, to me, I think the Bengals offer a good bit of value. And there is also value, and I don't think I want to take them to win the Super Bowl, but, Aaron, I am coming around – when we're talking about the Jaguars, because there, there is at least a path where there's sort of cannibalism in the AFC. Everybody just beats up on each other. And then that one distinguishing factor as far as which team finishes with the one seed could be strength of schedule. And the Jaguars have it way easier than everyone else. You know, a team like the Ravens, for instance. Yeah, we love the Ravens, but that's a tough division. Yeah, we may like the Bills, or at least some of us like the Bills, but that is a tough division. The Chiefs do have to face the Chargers. The Broncos are a bit of an unknown, but what we can guarantee in the here and now is that everyone else other than the Jaguars and the AFC South absolutely stinks. So because of strength of schedule, it's possible the Jaguars get the one seed, avoid that wild card weekend, and then the path is just that much easier for them. And so the Jaguars to win the AFC is a bet that I do like. And then you go to the NFC. I'm pretty much in lockstep with Joe here. I think it does start with Seattle. I think Seattle's probably likeliest to get the one seed as far as all the contenders are concerned because in that division, they do have the Rams and the Cardinals. And I am projecting very low things for both of them. Whereas with either the Eagles or the Cowboys, there are reasons to like the commanders. Maybe there are reasons to think the Giants can be okay at best. But that's naturally going to make things tougher compared with what Seattle and San Francisco will face. And so also a big believer in the Cowboys. And so in the NFC, Cowboys, Seahawks uh, would be my plays. In the AFC, Jaguars, Bengals. In the Super Bowl, I just have Cincinnati. I love that. So AFC, I did end up betting on the Ravens it's tough. Uh, Lamar's played what, like 12 games the last two seasons. So this is more banking on the fact that he will play and he will prove that he can stay healthy, but there's a lot to like there with new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. They've added some offensive weapons. We already know the special teams is always going to be good with Harbaugh. The defense, not as great as years past, but I do think this Ravens team will be really good this year. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue unpacking our NFL futures portfolios. That's right here on the BetQL Network.